0: Welcome to the Mechanical Room, room. a Centrotherm production focusing on all things in and around the HVAC industry. And now, your hosts, Michael Sakaris and Matthew Price.
1: Welcome to the May edition, uh, Season 2, Episode 5, On Track, Monthly. Welcome, Mr.
2: Price. How are you today? Uh, doing very well. I'm very glad we are staying on track. We're getting these in right before the end of the month and uh, shoehorning them in into the Central Therm newsletter. But so far, we've not been tardy. We have We have, we have checked all of the boxes, and we've had uh, really incredible guests.
1: And we have an incredible guest this week, who uh, or this month. Who is it?
2: uh we're we're gonna welcome mr ben pool notably of hvac tactical that is a brand that you have definitely seen on social media and uh, videos and stuff people wear the shirts they wear the hats all the time are,
1: are you saying we're getting into fashion now is that a new thing for us on the mechanical room i
2: mean here we're both wearing like hockey related uh regalia so we're already obviously deeply entrenched in the highest levels of the fashion world here with your oilers jersey and my Canadian, I, i'm staying neutral there's a there's come a bit of a there's on, a bit of a bet going on here at central theorem between our daniel smith and uh mike's between who's gonna emerge victorious oilers it's the, it's the battle of alberta
1: and uh, me being an oiler fan uh have some money down with mr smith who lives in calgary and is a flames fan but yeah
2: but you're also a bruins fan i am i gotta and have and a team
1: both <laughs> in the u.s you know so i'm a bruins fan you know for my uh u.s uh distributor and rep visits and then uh a oilers fan when i go to canada but since the bruins are out oilers all the way baby so i believe it's a, a five dollar bet that you're about to is it tonight is the uh, game tonight uh no we have one more well it's a one dollar bet on who wins a series but if it's one in five games uh, or less which is what's a, which if the oilers win next game i get five dollars
2: in that you know Canadian Canadian
1: plastic money that they have up in Canada.
2: Um, One of my most embarrassing anecdotes of all time was being a fish-out-of-water, uncultured American at a Canadian bar when I gave them a $20 U.S. bill with a, who's that on there? Jackson, President Jackson, you know. um, And I said, okay, I'll have a Makers, whatever. And then it was $18. And I was like, that seems like a lot, whatever, whatever. I gave him 20 U.S. dollars. And then the guy gave me back this this litany of crazy weird plastic colorful money. And I took it and I, I realized the course that he was charging me in Canadian dollars, which is, you know, I don't even know. It's not worth a lot. Um, and he gave me <laughs> well, all this, this plastic money back. And I looked at him very confused. I was like, I just gave you hard American currency. We all know what it looks like, we all know what it feels like. Money be green, money feel like money. Uh that stuff they gave back, I'm very confused. The bartender noticed that I was a little um confused let's say and he he did look at me and say you know we have 15 million people here we have our own economy and i felt like or, <laughs> i felt like actually, oh, actually at, mr price uh, a little correction how they, a, they have 30 million or more uh, oh, we, we snapped away gross. half we snapped away half <laughs> the population right. and we, get a, we getting into the marvel movies <laughs> so I, I know about the snap now okay. snap away half the canadians there you did <laughs> at the period when thanos made the snap right exactly okay well, welcome back to uh mechanical room end game here as we uh we turn the clocks back and uh we <laughs> will get right back into uh, our normal stuff but of course we you know again i'm switzerland now oddly enough with the, just the generic canada uh you know shirt on not taking sides if i had to root for a team it would be the rangers uh, well you know right now
1: from the american side i gotta root for the rangers as well
2: Um, shows that you're not really a true Bruins fan because I don't think any Bruins fans are really going in for the Rangers. Well,
1: you know, if the Bruins were there, you know, down with the Rangers, but I'm a New Yorker, you know, (laughs) so
2: I got to side with the New Yorkers. I am such a casual hockey fan. I couldn't name a name of a person on those teams. I'm from New York City, of course, and I did I've uh, been very blessed to go to many Rangers games in my youth, and it's a lot of fun. So I have a soft spot for the original six as there well, Absolutely. which, of course, would then lead me to root for the, uh, the Bruins. Bruins if they were, in fact, playing one of these newfangled weirdo teams, the Hurricanes, the, t- the tornado- Golden Knights, the, the I just Tornadoes. Came from Vegas. The-, uh, the
1: Golden Knights are hot, man. They're,
2: they're uh, big. Uh, they love them out there. I I've been in that arena. Have you? I have not. So when I went to the Adobe Summit in like 20, ah, 2018, I 2019, yes. the, the, I w- I, there was no hockey game. I think I would have preferred the hockey game over the, the private concert uh, played by The Killers, which are a very meh, kind of band to me. It's kind of vanilla. Vanilla is a great way to describe it. That is some white girl music, if there ever was one. <laughs> and uh, I'm not a huge fan. Okay. Uh, so it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, it was it was a great experience. And, I mean, I love the Adobe products, too. We've been all over the map here. Wow, wow. let's get and back I, to the mechanical room. Yes, l- we- let's do that. And let's specifically go to the mechanical room and head right in to show us your pipe.
1: for my favorite part of the show, which it it is, because I get to learn new things, see new things, uh, recognize, you know, I like recognizing people, recognize a a, a really nice install. So this month's install is by
2: our friend Hydro underscore Tech 510, Corey. He uh, he does incredible work out of California. He was on our short list of Miami invitees, but he could not make it so uh you know you missed out buddy but uh i know what you were doing it was these incredible installations we are looking at a pair of boilers here just want to run down a few of the products involved i'm pretty sure those are vismans it's a little they blurry. Appear, they appear to be they, they look like V-Smins, but also on this is our our dear friends Vega doing some ProPress technology webstone grunfoss calefi spirothromb nordic heat pumps of course us axiom watts I mean it's running the gamut uh who's who of top flight installations and I mean this is just a pair of boilers in a very complex well strutted well supported system
1: the thing that really stood out for me on this one was uh you you' you're gonna post these pictures but there was one where it was like a cube and there were all kinds of pipes I mean I don't know how from a spatial relations uh perspective uh
2: you know how this all came together to look so damn beautiful you might actually be referring to it i mean this guy does great work his whole instagram is just an incredible array i think sure. oh,
1: that one that you have there right now is that a different uh, no different
2: it's a, this is the same job it's just from a different angle i think you're actually talking about the previous post that he had that has no that, uh, one, that, that, that one right there is it
1: yeah oh I this, just, this photo think here think about the yeah. the density of all those pipes i, I mean and how did he you know squirrel them all through and make that connection and visualize in three-dimensional space you know where that was going and i also have to sh- put out there was a an electrical panel in there so i always like to call it out although (laughs) this one here this one does not look like it is a square d panel so uh it might be ge it doesn't doesn't matter doesn't matter but i always look for the electric
2: uh well like you said this is it really shows that this mechanical room is sort of a game of inches because this is I mean there's copper everywhere there's strut support everywhere it's a very complicated mechanical room there's a lot going on here but nothing about it is is remotely messy to a no. layperson, I mean it's like overwhelming I'm calling myself a lay person of course in this and and it's a it's a I mean it's it's a lot to take in there's a lot going on there's
1: here. a ton going on there especially overhead and behind the boiler there's even uh you know uh
2: a uh, snaking of a variety of product back there. It's
1: it's an amazing job
2: again. I'm gonna reach out to him and see what kind of facility this went in because i'm i'm curious i do not have a room like this in my it's not certainly not residential Um, uh, application yeah no it's it's got to be something a little bit more uh, involved because there's just a ton of stuff going on here what is this little nordic thing is that some air conditioning i'm not quite sure what that is Um, but it's also hooked into the gas and stuff so it might be ac it might not be part of this installation though so i'm not not sure that might have already been there he's
1: even someone's framed around it even which uh yeah
2: i mean keeping up the level of professionalism Absolutely. in this room which is you know the kind of stuff we expect and it's the kind of stuff that wins the show us your pipe segment week in week out oh, and
1: there I didn't notice it until just now there's a Wiesman storage tank uh, to the far right as well
2: yep um so yeah in with the panel of course here this neatly framed photo too hats off to to the photographer here which I assume is is hydro underscore Tech 510 himself because I must say these are framed very very nicely and also Welcome back to the mechanical room and we welcome ben pool into our uh illustrious collection of amazing guests and uh you you truly are one of these we uh amazing guests that is uh your biography here on linkedin is is quite impressive so much so i'm going to turn it back to you to kind of give everybody a little bit of a a rundown as to how you got where we are where you are today um, from where you started, and there's some family business stuff in here. There's some entrepreneurial stuff in here. Some- HVAC fashion in there. There's some training. There's a lot of stuff that aligns with our mentality here at Central Therm. So, Mr. Sakaris, please say hello to Mr. Ben Poole. Mr. Poole, welcome. We're honored to
1: have you. So, as Matthew said, uh, who can do a, uh, a bio better than the person themselves? So, tell us a little bit about yourself. What have you done? How would you get into all the things that you've done?
0: Oh man, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, I'm third generation in this. I grew up doing this. My dad had a company when I was a kid. Um, hated every minute of it. Didn't want to continue in the trade, but this trade has a weird way of like sucking you back in. Um, and so um, my dad moved off to Texas. I ran his company for about a year and a half. I was probably like 20 years old at the time. Um, wow. And one day I called. and I said I'm done he said what do you mean I said I'm 20 years old I shouldn't be this stressed out and uh, I'm gonna leave and go do something else I literally left and went and waited tables so I was that serious about getting out of the trade I told myself I'd never get back into the HVAC trade again Um, and then in 2007 I decided to get married and thought I should get a real job again so I got back in the trade and uh, that lasted a couple years and me and my, my employer at the time really weren't seeing eye to eye. And I just said, you know what, I can do this better than he can. So I'm going to go do it myself. And so I went and started my own company. And um, yeah, just kind of blew it up and, you know, ran it for about five years. Sold it off to an old business partner of mine and relocated to Texas. Started another company with my dad. And uh, here we are, killing it. <laughs> so uh, is your dad still involved? Oh yeah, my dad's sixty three, um, still in the field doing his thing. He he just enjoys it. He enjoys working hard. Um, he's not the kind of guy to sit at home and do nothing. So he's got to keep busy doing something. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people young for many many years. But you know, my grandfather got out of the out of the field probably about probably about four years ago. Finally hung up the tool belt, and he's he'll be ninety in October. Wow! And, uh, so he
1: was working in his eighties. Wow! God bless him. Yeah.
0: In that last four years, he's mentally and physically taking a massive decline. So really, I, goes to show. Yeah, you keeping your mind, your body active, it goes a long way. Grandfather is a sheet metal master, and everything—no seat, no laser machines. Everything is laid out by hand. So you know, he's—he was constantly using his mind and just staying sharp, right, with the numbers and the math and stuff and and picturing things in his mind very three-dimensional to make these you know transitions and metal ducting and stuff and when you stop doing that um you know you trade that in for sitting around watching tv you know just relaxing not doing a whole lot i mean you can decline pretty rapidly you know so my advice uh anybody else is man stay stay active keep your mind active. you ever notice old people always do uh crossword puzzles yes (laughs) that's what it's about right Keep their mind going youngish people too sometimes
2: yeah yeah. matthew's big on the words so uh so it's funny you keeping busy here is going to be a theme because you got your hand in a lot of pots um before we get into the hvac tactical brand and the awards which i I definitely want to talk about i'm super excited to eventually be uh involved in whatever capacity we can as an organization you uh you have some trainer experience as well um, yep. talk about your, tra- I mean, we are a, at Central Therm, we, we're a progressive, we, we sell a, you know, a, a progressive newish product and the only way that to, you know, to advance it in any way is, is education, is training. So it's, it's at the forefront of what we do is training all the time. So when I saw that, I was like, well, we got to talk about training a little bit here. So, uh, you know, I mean, your bio says that you, you helped grow an HVAC training platform and you trained for Lennox Carrier. I don't know what TACA is, T-D-L-R, all this. Stuff. I just want to hear a little bit more about, about your life as an educator um, in the HVAC world.
0: So here in Texas, I was um, helping my dad build this company and a buddy of mine that I've known for a few years who actually uh, was a teacher of a class that I took many years back. Um, super great trainer. Uh, I learned a lot from his class. He came to me. He was in Austin uh, for like Cinco de Mayo, and he's like, "Hey man, you want to have a couple beers?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So we sat down. We're having some beers, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm I'm looking for another trainer." It's, it's Cervezas
2: he, on, on Cinco de Mayo. Cervezas. Cerveza.
0: Correction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh and I said, yeah, actually, I had been thinking about offering training myself just because. You know, I'm a fan of of pushing high-end equipment, right? Inverter-driven stuff, thinking outside the box, making sure your ductwork is sealed. Like that's how you ultimately enhance indoor air quality. It's not through a fancy filter, it's not through, you know, special purification processes and all this stuff. Yeah, those help, but sealing ductwork is like the number one fix that you can do. And a lot of people just seem to miss that concept. And so part of this was kind of like, Hey man, I could train other guys just to help level up their game. You know, this was all before HVAC tactical. And so um, I said, yeah, man, I'm interested. So uh, he brought me on board. This was for Lennox and I did that for Lennox for about four years. And then when COVID hit um, they were basically like, Hey, we're not going to do in-person classes anymore. Um, And I said, I have zero desire to do virtual training. And they were like, "Why?" And I said, "Because it, you lose the dynamic of being in front of somebody, pushing somebody to mentally be better at what they do, right?" And um, and they were like, "Well, you know, we've had some some people, w- w- you know, have really good success." And I was like, "Look, then kudos to the trainer. That's just not me. That's not how I operate, right?" And everybody operates differently. And so, um, in fact, just a couple of days ago, they reached back out and they're like, "Hey." we want to circle back with you on this. And I was like, I'm, I'm good, dude. I got a lot of things going on right now and I don't need to start training again. So, um, so yeah, so I did that for about four years, basically teaching other guys like myself, uh, the sales side of how and why they should be looking at higher end equipment, why they should be doing simple things like sealing ductwork, work, um, how to install the stuff properly and, uh, technical training on like tips and, and little tricks of how you can get things to do what you need them to do out in the field and so uh, i spent about four years doing that and that was actually really cool i learned a lot from a, a lot of the guys out in the field all across the country and throughout canada um and so that was pretty pretty little cool gig that i had there you go baby
2: so uh you mentioned higher end equipment and if you want to just skip right over uh i understand but i don't think you're uh, involved with distribution or anything like that so i'm just curious as to just rattle off a few higher end equipments that you uh that you like or would recommend and maybe even why
1: yeah part of what we do here is you know in in an in essence is do a little bit of education so in your mind as an expert who's done you know professional training what's what's high end what's what's the best product the better products out there
0: i consider high end to be inverter driven equipment and uh you know the the concept of having the on off switch on an air conditioning system is antiquated for sure. You know, it's like that unit is either at a hundred percent or it's completely off. There is no in between. And that's not good because we live in, especially in our climate, this, this may not be so true for certain climates, but down here in in central Texas, it's, it's hot, but it's not like Southern Arizona hot, right? It is, um, it's more humid than it is anything. So you have to, you have to, beat the game at a deep humidification game instead of a temperature game and not every day excuse me not every day is the same right so it kind of defeats the purpose of your unit coming on and going off if it was designed for you know let's say 100 degrees outside to keep the house at 75 if it's only coming on at full bore whether it's 80 degrees outside or 100 degrees outside you're you just have these swings right so the unit is not much dialed in for any given temperature or any given scenario it is it's basically oversized for majority of the year and so like in canada you'll have really small air conditioners with really big furnaces right and down here in central texas they give you really big air conditioners with really big furnaces which is like the stupidest thing that you could ever do everything's that's bigger in <laughs> <laughs> but that's the matchup the manufacturer right and again if you take your time to understand the equipment and educate yourself you can get creative with the matchups and you can go to smaller furnaces but still maintain your your efficiency and still maintain your AHR matchups and like there's a, I mean this is this conversation could go on for an hour right so there's just a lot of um, when it comes to inverter driven equipment there's more flexibility involved of what they're capable of doing and delivering greater comfort and control inside the environment And that's what I specialize in. Um, But you can buy the best air conditioner money can buy. But if you hook it up to a bunch of leaky, crappy ductwork, what's the point, right? So, at that point, you're supposed to... What do you do?
1: What do you do? So, in my house, I have a carrier infinity system that, you know, I built the house, you know, eight years ago. And in my basement, I go by and I put my hand up along the ductwork. And they use mastic, right? They painted, you know, they brushed on, you know, a sealant. And there are some spots where it leaks. So, I put some, you know, some tape on it. what do you do in cases like that when you know you've got a system and it's not performing at its optimum you know uh optimum place what do you do
0: here in austin the average home has anywhere between like 20 to 40 percent of duck leakage right so every dollar you spend to heat and cool your home you're potentially losing 20 to 40 cents of that dollar just randomly in random
2: places in the wall yeah is that high is that higher than average
0: don't have duck work in attics i mean in the walls here so it's, it's in an attic space that's like 140 degrees, right? And I always tell clients, like, if you're planning on hanging out in your duct, in your attic space, then that might be an okay thing. But I don't think that's the case. And in a basement with where you're at, if it's a livable space, then it's not the end of the world, right? Like, I would rather it leak in a basement where I'm going to be going every once in a while so it keeps some temperature down there, right, as opposed to leaking in an I don't intend to go in that attic space at all. And even if I did, there's nothing I can do about a 140 degree attic that's uninsulated, right? So, so in a case where we have homes, like two-story homes where ductwork disappears down between floors and you know all these connections are leaking, you essentially have, um, you, can, you can hand seal, which is better than not sealing at all, but the next best step is to aero seal. And aero seal is kind of like fix a flat for ductwork, if you will. It's a special machine. They hook up to the duct system. And it seals all the ductwork from the inside out, and it gives you this computer-generated printout of where you were when we started, how long the machine ran, and where we were when we ended. So it gives you real data on the change that or the improvement that we made on the duct system. So.
2: Interesting. Okay. This is why I love this podcast, right? This is why I love doing this because podcast. Because we learn stuff, too. Well, certainly that was an education. We're a heating company, so I don't know shit about air conditioning. So it's always fascinating to, to hear uh, alternate systems. I mean, I'm not a technical person when it comes to even to heating stuff. But I know a lot more about boiler functionality than I do about air conditioners just based on working where I work. But, we, we you know, I know of you because of hvac tactical which is you know to me the fashion line the you know it's the it's all the cool stuff and it's the you know it's the the merchandise and all that so you know i i I sort of in my head would think we're going to talk a lot about uh you know shirts and who's your fashion designer and how this works stuff but instead we got super deep in the weeds on on technical stuff which is just amazing that's why i love this podcast and I uh, thank you for that, for that education and the, and the air conditioning stuff. That is your bread and butter, AC stuff. I mean, obviously, Arizona, Texas, very hot climate. So that's that's what you're doing mostly during the day. This and then outside of on your it.
1: spare hours, you, are, uh, you have a brand. So tell us about HVAC Tactical. How'd you come up with the concept? How'd you come up with the name? Who does the design work for it? Because you got some pretty cool logos and uh, some cool looking stuff swag uh
0: tell us how that came to be yeah so hvac tactical was just an idea that just was birthed out of i had some time on my hands and i just thought you know i love i'm passionate about the trade if you can't tell that um i am um i i love my trade even though there's times where i absolutely hate it right and again this trade just has a really weird way of pulling you back in and just making love to you all over again you know so it's um it's interesting but I just had this this time where I had some time on my hands and I was like you know what man I really want to make like uh, I'd love to wear a hat that didn't say carrier on it right but still represented the the Hvac trade or maybe something that didn't say on it and something that definitely doesn't say my company name on it right and um in reality is is I can't be the only guy out there that that really wants to rep the trade when you're just out having a beer or going to a party or something like that without having to wear something that said Carrier or Train or Ream or York or Centratherm, right? So things like that where nothing wrong with those brands, if you will, but it's just like something that's that's for the people, if you will, of the trade, not that's so it, much it. as a company. You know what I mean? So, and yeah, so, it's, a, it's a lifestyle no, brand. Yeah, that's
2: a good way to put it, Matthew, exactly. actually.
0: So, yes, um, so I started beautiful. thinking I – mean,
2: go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, that's that's beautiful, and you you are capturing, um, you or rather you share a mentality with a number of you know high level thinkers and professionals in in the trades here who are committed to. I mean, it's 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 community over competition is is a hashtag I see a lot, and I mean, there's a there's a there's a lot there. This is a lifestyle, and it's a you're filling a really unique a unique niche because. You're right, not everybody wants to wear a carrier hat or a centrotherm hat every single time, but you're still proud of who you are and what you do. And it, it you're it's funny, it's you're 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 filling a certain void there and obviously having great success with it. So I'm sorry, I, I interrupted it's you. It's probably
1: so. great fun with it too, because it's it you know, it's a brand oh, yeah. about what you oh, love. Yeah.
0: Well you know, if you're if you're a carrier guy, you'll never wear a train hat, right? If you're a train yeah. guy, you'll never wear a carrier hat you're kind of stuck in this middle row. You're just like, I hate those brands. I'm never gonna rep them, but I love these brands. I'll rep these all day long. So it's like, let's find a middle ground here where we just have a brand that just represents the trade altogether, right? Um, But with that said, the brand represents, like you said, thinkers right people who think outside the box thinking t- the reason I, I named it hvac tactical is because you know you can do anything tactically you can bake a cake tactically if you wanted to right it's to being tactical is seeing the end before you begin having a game plan going into this thing and and kind of knowing how it's all going to go down right and and i have this kind of knack for like envisioning things right and a lot of times i just shoot from the hip on it because in my mind i know what I, where i'm going with this right and if I run into a problem and I go, oh, Plan A didn't work. Well, I pivot and I go to Plan B, right? And I just I'm able to do that. And some for some people it drives them nuts. And they're working with me because they're just like, dude, do you not have a plan on this? I, I saw it right here, I got it, you know. So, but uh, being tactical is is a mindset. Truly, is a mindset. You can do anything tactically, and that's why we named the brand HVAC Tactical.
1: So, so, so is it you that's running the brand? You said that's why right. we. Is there more than? more than just you that's part of this brand yeah what
2: the- what does the organization look like for hvac tactical because it's obviously big big uh big stuff here you guys have a, a big following and i i see the you know i see the apparel and the hats and the belts and all that stuff. The, I, sleeves. And
1: I love the sleeves like, you know, our, i personally our, you know,
2: love know B- bendrick wears the sleeves often the sleeves. you know so we see it all the time so obviously it's more than you um so what's the org look like
0: i've always since day one i've always said we um, and in a sense, it's it's old thing, right? We makes it makes us sound like we're bigger. Um, but number two is we is we the people, right? Like it's it's all of us in the tr- and and when it comes to the tactical side itself, I mean, I am I am the end all be all. This is where it is. I started it and I run it. Um, but in the last, I would say eight months or so, uh, my wife has gotten more involved and has really helped me, you know. With the shipping aspect and the packaging aspect and inventory aspect, and you know, and I run things by her like, hey, here's this new design that we're working on. What do you think? You know, um, and we hire out all the designs. Like, I'll I run like competitions on um, like 99 Designs. I don't know if you're familiar with that website or not, sure. but you can run a contest, yeah. Yeah. and um, basically you get like 20 people, 40 people pitching designs at you, and you get to pick the best design and you know, it's not inexpensive do they by they any means their but design and
1: mass produce it do they you know is it done by you know they just like to do it and they want to put their put their designs out there or if you pick their design and you're going to mass produce it that you got to provide them a you know design fee of some sort
0: yeah i mean you're you're paying them for it right so in a contest you're basically you're putting your money where your mouth is and you're saying hey here's you know a few hundred bucks or whatever it costs and then you get these 20 people that come in and start pitching you designs and you only get to keep the one that you that you want and you pay for that and they get they get paid for that too The people you okay. don't pick they don't get anything a lot of these guys this is what they do for a living i mean they get out there right. they just design stuff for people and i mean we that's live like in the biggest free- so that's cool yeah we live i mean if you think about how many people freelance stuff today it's incredible, right? This is unheard of when when I was a kid, right? I don't know how old you guys are, but I just turned 40, and uh, I just turned 21, like,
1: You can tell from the uh, from the gray,
0: 21. I oh, was star-
2: <laughs> staring down that barrel myself. There you go. Well, yeah, every the, industry I'm has the, just I'm changed. Sure, so. Sorry, go ahead. So, oh, you're good.
1: So, so let me ask you a, a question. You went from, you know, a brand for, you know,
2: the community,
1: and then you turned it
2: into a... Uh, oh, you get ahead of this. I know we're going with the awards, but I was going to... I had a good line here. You're follow, stepping follow on me. I it. was going to say, <laughs> I, had a, I was waiting to get this in because it's the perfect transition. We're obviously going to go towards the awards here in a second. But well, what I was going to say is, well, obviously, HVAC Tactical is very successful because I went on to go buy something today, and you had one, uh, just a, a standard logo shirt, in the centrotherm green color which naturally i am uh you know I'm, uh preferential to and it was sold out so this is growing green, so green much
1: is, green is hot <laughs> it is the hot
2: color growing so much that you have to expand horizontally and laterally and vertically and every every into the multiverse here yeah and uh throw some dr strange stuff in here We're, we talking a lot of marvel these days so the, the apparel is, is led itself towards this amazing event, which you couple around AHR, the HVAC Fairwise. Tactical Awards, which um, you know are all the buzz um, when when this when award season is around, right? Um, so uh, you know we're fascinated about that. We obviously want to get involved. How did that come about? Whose idea? I'm assuming it was very
1: yours. very clever idea. We want to. How did you uh, birth that idea?
0: um that idea just came out of left field as well right like um it started with me as being contractor right being out here doing my thing doing air conditioning every day and i would go i was a i was at that point in time i was with lennox and i would go to you know lennox events and uh they every every manufacturer has like dealer meetings if you will right and so mm-hmm. it's this yeah. big event. You go there they spend a lot of money and they put you up in hotels and it, you, you know how, how the show and um they they have like an awards kind of ceremony during these, these awards or during these shows. And they were like, Oh, and the person who sold the most, you know, air purifiers is so-and-so out of St. Louis, Missouri and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? They sold the most amount of purifiers. Like who gives a shit, dude? You know? <laughs> and <laughs> what they, at that time was called the xe 25s. It was Linux's top of the line system. They're like, the person who sold the most XC 25s is so-and-so out of Dallas, Texas. And I'm like, who gives a shit, dude? I said, how many of those units were installed properly? What was your warranty ratio on those units? Right. And, and it was just this year after year after year. And I, before I was ever on social media, I had a ton of, of, um, content, you know, videos, pictures and stuff just me being out in the field because i've been doing this forever and so it was a natural thing when i jumped on social media i was like dude i'm going to become like this this like HVAC guru guy right and then i realized like there was already a bunch of dudes already doing it i was way late to the party here and so um so you know had to kind of eat some humble pie on that one but um, when it's all said and done i just thought you know i can't be the only guy out here who feels like like i do impeccable work i just have impeccable craftsmanship and that these units are put in the right way. They're designed properly. They're performing the way that they're supposed to perform, but nobody recognizes that. And I'm really blown away at the manufacturers don't recognize that, right? Like why don't they say, Hey, you guys sold X amount of units, but your callback ratios and your warranty ratios are like super thin. That's pretty awesome, dude. How many compressors have you, has your company taken back for warranty? you know like those are questions that should be asked because compressors don't just die compressors are killed and that's usually due to an install problem you know and so i just thought man i want to do something about this i want to i want to create an award for guys like me who just take pride in what they do and are just passionate about the trade and that's how it started
2: it's it's a brilliant idea and, yes. it, and it gives credit to kind of i mean obviously we're all here are trades or trades adjacent and it's a bit of an unsung field, right? There's a lot of glory for the sales guy selling all those compressors, or selling all those, you know, systems or what have you. But then they, then you look on and you see someone like, I see his name right here, picture perfect install award winner for 2022, Aaron Bond, who is a friend of ours um, and also the Squid Game, you know, co-champion with, with George the Plumber back in Miami earlier this year. But he, I mean, he, his installations are exactly what you're talking about um there there are that consummate professionalism and i mean it, it's you know it's funny i'm just looking at the awards though the from last year you know and it's just a name of like a who's who of, of all of, great installers you know the great the great people in the trades who are uh, advancing this like you know shoulder to shoulder with you with us et cetera, et cetera. so i mean it's just a great idea um and i mean looking much much forward to it uh, what do you have in store for us this coming year I know it's a bit early, but I know we've we've had some preliminary conversations, so I don't know if you can give us some insight, a little bit of a preview, maybe some behind the scenes stuff, uh, Easter eggs for our listeners here. Any anything you got about what's Jesus. coming up here?
1: Teasing for your brand.
0: Yeah, Atlanta, man. Um, what can I say, Atlanta? We have we have some big plans for Atlanta. That's for sure. Um, Atlanta. Really, what it boils down. Smile on the face there. How much money can we raise for Atlanta? That's really what it boils down to. So, um, this show, we learned a lot. We learned a lot in Las Vegas. Um, we learned what we shouldn't do, what worked really well, and what we should continue to do just make it better. Um, and so, we're kind of running with that. And we want to do things like I want to bring that Emmy feel to the trade, right? where we have a red carpet walk as you, you get out of your, you walk up from the sidewalk, you walk in, you have a red carpet walk. You're going to have a, a kind of kick around area where you're just kind of lounging, having a few drinks talking because the magic isn't the event. The magic is in the people that show up for the event. Absolutely. And I just, got I just got chills right now. The magic is in the people that show up to the event because the amount of networking that you can do with each other is incredible right it's those little off like off subject topics that just pop up and you really get to know somebody at their core and realize like man i i've had you totally wrong right i've been thinking about moving to florida you know maybe i should come work for you you know what i mean like these are these conversations that just pop up and and it's those conversations that that's where the magic happens And, um, and Brian Orr's event in the symposium down in Florida was very much that same way. The classes are great, but you learn way more by these little, you know, little conversations that you're having, just walking around, talking to people. And so, uh, what we want to do is kind of have this area where everybody's hanging out. When you're done there, you do the red carpet walk, taking professional photos. So everybody's going to get these photos, black tie affair. Um, we wanna do live streaming and uh, the top tier sponsors are gonna have actually full blown commercials on the live stream event, um, like you would see on regular TV. Um, sure. okay. you, uh, we wanna do multiple camera angles instead of just the one camera angle like we did in Las Vegas, where a- if somebody's in attendance and we name them as a nominee, then the camera can shift over and they can see them in the crowd, right? And the reaction on the face, like what? I got nominated? like. You know, it's just these capturing these moments of realness in the trade and these moments of of recognizing people who are in the trenches, just doing what they do so passionately every day. You know, we do this not because it's cool, not because it's fun. That's just the perk of it. Right. We do it because I really feel like the people in this trade have been walked upon um, and looked down upon for the last 20 to 30 years because we're just blue collar dudes, you know, and girls. And, um, and I just don't like that. You know, reality is, is what, you know, I'm the guy who leaves my family sitting at Thanksgiving dinner to come keep you and your family comfortable. So you need to, you need to shut the hell up and freaking just listen. And respect. You know what yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and, uh, yeah. it's funny. I mean, you've, you've been a little bit, um, I mean, you're, you're saying it kind of aggressively, but what you mean, you know, but but it, it makes a lot of sense. And it is something that we should really change our, you know, not us necessarily. I think we kind of get it. But the, the overall approach and the understanding of how valuable these services really are um, should not be dismissed. And I mean, you know, it's a plumber is, is, is a deity when they fix your problem right that yeah. moment. So why not when they also close the door? I mean, you know, you know what I mean. So will you, the, uh, it's it's a mentality that I think is shared by a lot of people who have put in lots and lots of time training, understand highly complex systems, and do what you just said: leave on you know Thanksgiving dinner to make sure that this heat stays on at an old folks' home or even at your residential house or whatever, so that you're staying you know warm and whatnot. Um, so I mean, it's certainly a very important. Um, you know, and, service and, I, and, and does does command the respect or should command that respect that, uh, you know, you are personally helping to elevate the trade towards.
1: And I think the trades in general, I have some ties on the electrical side. I think the electrical side is has been coming along. I think, you know, the plumbing and mechanical side has been coming. Uh, I think overall we are on a good path to bring awareness to the trades again uh so and what you do and what you know some of the guys that you know you that you've recognized certainly are are elevating the awareness and i will say i think that um covid you know everybody's working at home if their systems weren't you know working optimally i think there's better just general awareness in the market that you know these trades and these shortage of you know skilled labor
2: is you know they're important I, I, I i I would likely say that there are some people who have spent a lot more time at home that now have a greater appreciation Absolutely. for the climate systems that keep them comfortable more consistently than they did in the past. So you're probably Absolutely. right about that with the COVID stuff. So you definitely answered one of my questions about the awards, which was black tie. I I uh, I'm looking for if I can secure an invitation, I'm ready to dust off this tuxedo and uh, you know and, and come and be a part of it too. So you alluded to lessons learned. We just did a thing in Miami. We learned a lot from it. We had a debrief uh, you know, what what would we do again? What would we do differently? You know? I, I would love to hear a couple like a lesson or two about what you're what you learned, how you're going to do it differently this time around.
0: Oh, man. There's too many of those. <laughs> yeah, right. um, What's the one, of the one Or the funniest one? One of the thing is one of the things we learned is we're not going to do an open bar again. Oh, that's amazing. Smart. Yep. So I love everybody who was there, but there was a handful of people who just had a little too much to drink. And, um, I don't want to be responsible for that. So, um, you know, I'm all for out having a good time, having some drinks, but, um, I just think, you know, personal responsibility needs to kick in at some point and you need to know when enough is enough. And, um, so so,
2: yeah, that's, no that's one of the brilliant <laughs> brilliant very uh yes okay we've, we've we've dealt with a little bit of that ourselves <laughs> here, here and there so it's kind of funny <laughs> not at the miami
1: event yeah.
2: but pleasantly oh enough. that's that's another i mean hey and that was last time it was in vegas as well so i mean you know what happens is vegas stays in vegas unless you vomit on your tuxedo and have to get a dry clean back at home then that comes and back throwing, home you're you right? throw it away and you don't
0: bring it home at all <laughs>
2: or you get it dry cleaned in Vegas. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Uh, So when will the uh, sponsorship stuff start coming out so we can start uh, seeing who's going to be whatever involved and whatnot?
0: We're hoping to have sponsorship stuff uh, kind of finished off here in the next week or two. Um, Lance and his team are just kind of finalizing a few things and we're just trying to get the numbers right. And, you know, the sponsorship packages are going to be based upon the event that we want to put on. Um, And we can't raise the money. Then we have to change. We just have to change what we're doing, right? Um, Atlanta is just a different animal than Las Vegas. There's a thousand places to have an event in Las Vegas, whereas there's maybe a hundred right in in downtown Atlanta and HR is a big event and there's a lot of companies trying to do their own thing at HR. And so they're already locked down all of these these uh, venues know that there's a big event in town and they're taking advantage of that and charging accordingly for it i mean just to give you an idea the live stream that we want to have at the event in, in uh, atlanta is like fifteen thousand dollars for the live stream
1: that's so what it's you're professionals come in with professional equipment to do the live stream
0: it's not somebody on their phone it's like okay we're going live Exactly, right. And that's what people say, like, well you could just go live on Instagram. I mean, yeah, you could, but that's, that's not same. the kind of event I'm on, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to do everything first class, high class, just if if we can afford it, you know what I mean? And it all boils down it just boils down to sponsor.
2: So Indeed, indeed. I have a couple of ideas that I'll run past you offline as well. Certain resources and some other stuff. I mean, and
1: we learned some stuff too, right? right yeah, video, mean,
2: video recording, exactly. And, photos and other stuff. So exactly. And, the, and that is that certainly, sure. certainly something to not skimp on is videography, whatnot, because you, you just have dividends for forever. If you have like a good, you know, some funny clip of, you know, Eric Aune, giving a, giving a hilarious uh, acceptance speech for his uh, mentor award and, uh, you just have that with multi-camera angle. I mean, it's just beautiful, right? It's, it's something that, you know, you, you can cherish that for, for a long time. So, that you know, I, we feel that pain in terms of event planning and whatnot. So yeah, that's one um, of the
1: things we learned is, you know, we, we just amount of time. So I can, uh, we certainly understand the effort of putting something together is much more than that evening of time that you're going to spend doing it. It's dozens of hours times, however much time you spend that night. And we yeah. felt that way with, yeah.
2: our, with our event. Yeah. And uh, so we are, you are planning for the Sunday prior to AHR, right?
0: Yeah. It'll, it, we're always going to try to do the day before. AHR is always going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, unless they change some things, right. but that's probably change. Um, so we'll always plan on the day before AHR as kind of an initial kickoff, right? And here's here's another little nugget of information that we learned uh, at AHR. When we did the, we did the event, and we gave out backpacks. Well, the, back, the the idea was is that, hey, all these guys are gonna be walking the show for the next three days. Like, let's give them a cool backpack to put all their stuff in, right? Because if you're gonna walk a three-day event, you better bring a backpack because you're not gonna carry this little bag that they're gonna give you at the front door all day long right. in your hand. Right. Just, just doesn't work. Well, what we, didn't, we didn't anticipate all of the patches on the bags, and people asking so many questions saying, how do I get one of those bags? I mean, hundreds of people asking, how do we get those bags? How do we get those bags? And all it did was further the, you know, add more fuel to the fire, if you will, where, oh man, you, you couldn't, you can't get one of these unless you were at the event yesterday, you know, or two days Which ago. Which tries ago. more demand and more mind share, right? So again, we'll do another set of bags of some type, probably different color backpack, get a little bit different design, keep it fresh. Um, and we'll probably still put patches on it for sponsors and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so I would, a lot of cool stuff.
1: That- some of the guys that came to our event brought your backpack with the with the Velcro patches on it. Nice.
2: Yeah, so. there's a there's a good overlap between uh, some of these award winners and 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 our nebula of uh, polypropylene installers as well. So. Yeah. Um, yeah i mean hey we've uh, we've taken up uh, enough of your time so i think we can uh, we you know can I ask him one more question you can who you rooting for nhl are, are you a, any, are you a hockey I'm guy number give one you any
1: subliminal messages so no he's not a hockey fan okay not a
2: hockey what's fan sport. that's it no sports for you at all <laughs> all right so how about this here's another one that we go to sometimes as we as we wrap it up we get a little bit this less is a personal. standard go-to yeah yeah uh so what kind of music into what like what's your favorite band what's the last concert you went to all three of those questions
0: Oh man. Um well I listen to all genres and, uh, except for heavy metal stuff. So me and Flynn we don't ride in the same car at all. <laughs> you're killing me, man. You're killing me.
2: That's his favorite, of course. I,
0: I'm okay with rock and I like I love set rock, um but just that the real heavy stuff where you're just yelling into a microphone that doesn't do anything for me. Uh um, yeah, the
1: growling stuff, you know, that doesn't
0: do much for me either, but there's yeah, some good. Um, there's some good so, music, so, man. Bro, so who would you say is your favorite band? hip hop to country. I listen to it all. So. Excellent. So what was the last show you saw? Oh man, the last concert I went to was probably probably Florida Georgia Line. Okay. So country
2: music oh, with a with a hip hop flavor? They're they had a hybrid hybrid band. Where did you see them? In uh, just somewhere in Texas.
0: That was Arizona actually. I haven't I haven't Arizona. been to a since I lived here in Texas. So.
2: not. Uh, or- all right. Well, I mean, hey, Austin is, uh, I mean, Texas is pretty, pretty rich with it. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, that Steve Ray Vaughan
0: looms large over, over Texas. Live music capital of the world right here in Austin. But uh, my schedule is just so busy, man. It's hard for me to break free. And, you know, by the time I know somebody's coming to town, it's like the day before. And I'm like, eh. and, and quite honestly, man, if I can't get really good seats, I don't want to go. You know, what I mean? especially yeah. with
1: the prices that they charge these days. I mean, it's it's crazy you know how yeah. much some of these sponsors cost these days
2: well if you need a band for the awards we can we, we can talk because so be uh, a little bit of heavy metal maybe I, in so flynn is happy you know <laughs> oh man i was uh I, i've been trying to get my guitar on stage and you know, all kinds of stuff and blue I, yeah. hawk and hardy and at, at that at hr all of it so uh i'm ready to play if that's what you need i'll keep it nice and light whatever just country some blues no no heavy metal if that's what you like so yeah, I'll, I'll take you it for the
0: team Me, i can get bored
2: so <laughs> excellent well ben thank you so much for joining us here on Thanks the mechanical out. room um you're doing some really amazing stuff and you have a really amazing story so we thank you very much for sharing that with you um with us that is and our and our uh, our listeners here so thank you for joining us man appreciate it and we'll catch up with you really really soon
1: Welcome back. That was quite the interview uh, with uh, with Ben. I uh, learned a lot about his about himself, about the brand, about air conditioning, bad air conditioning.
2: Talk yeah. about inverters. Uh, apparently, I don't
1: even know what that is. What is an inverter? Do you know what that is? Yeah, it adjusts the the flow of air, so it's not. Just continuously on or off, like a switch, like you said, right? It's kind of like an adjustable frequency drive.
2: Ah, okay, I don't know what that I is guess. either. That's um, what I would guess. So when I think of inverting, I think about like what it is in Photoshop or in Premiere, of course, right? Inverting would be the colors going from like black to white or from okay. opposite I, spectrum, I whatever, or inverted le- left to right a very kind of thing. Literal thing, thing. It shows what we do, right? And he, you know, I don't have any idea about you these installations. I don't. I, uh, no, I'm the least technical person on you know 400 South Pearl Street yeah. for sure. I wouldn't go that far. I think <laughs> you're a little, <laughs> a little bit more technical. <laughs> I'm learning. It's a long process, uh, a lifetime in the trades. I do not have, but I'm getting there. So when I, when so. I tell my kids,
1: you either they, they were at a taekwondo contest this week, and I tell them that you either win or you learn. Ah,
2: brilliant. So uh, so we got we got a little learner right here. Our first,
1: uh, our first audience, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Our first guest, uh, you know, in studio, little babysitting. Uh, well, really, not quite. Kid sitting is maybe more appropriate.
2: Are you kidding me? He's he's replying to all your emails on your phone that's right good.
1: now. <laughs> you probably get better responses from uh, Luca than
2: you would from me. <laughs> I was taking care of business. Do you know how to make a program letter for a wholesaler? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Excellent. And you we'll, get, we'll put you to work. Are you tough on the terms, or are you you pretty uh you pretty you know yeah, g- he's, generous he's a, when it comes to? Toughie yeah <laughs> as you as he's consumed
1: by Fortnite or some other I'm not
2: no okay. it's it's i think it's dan smith calling on my teams <laughs> <laughs> if it's dan tell him no you know dan, oh. it, dan. dan's busy it's hockey night in america or hockey night in Canada, no not tonight. quite tomorrow, no no no, no night it's night. tonight it's tonight I, uh, not the Oilers, though. yes i'm pretty sure it's tonight you're going to owe me that $5 Canadian oh, plastic money, Dan. I'm, I'm going to double-check this right now, but I'm almost positive I saw it tonight. If the Oilers
1: win tonight, I get a good, uh, crisp, uh, plastic $5 Canadian. <laughs> Otherwise, I get the, the loonie, which I don't want a loonie. It's that greenback. That's, that's, that's the coin, like right? Or
2: yeah. uh, Oilers versus Flames. Survey says round two, game five. Uh, tonight. Tonight. Tonight you're going down, Dan. 9.30 uh, p.m. Eastern time, so i that, think it was uh, you know yeah. traveling this week kind
1: of through my uh it's a good thing i'm home to watch well games.
2: you know it's interesting i wonder if they are it's there's less of a break between games because it's not like it's like the rangers and the kings or something like that oh, across country it's they're, they're like an hour apart or whatever an hour yeah. and a half is that how far it is how uh, far is calgary calgary no it's uh yeah about an hour
1: and a half maybe that's why that's by, uh, that's by bobs
2: by bobsled right uh
1: yeah by <laughs> uh by moose drawn carriage you
2: know <laughs> <laughs> but at least
1: it's not going to be 53 degrees below zero as it was the last time I went to Edmonton. Man, that was the coldest I've ever been.
2: Was it Edmonton or, or was it Calgary? Well,
1: I started in Calgary, but I went to Edmonton and it was you know 50 below when I was in Edmonton.
2: I think I should show that video of Dan dancing uh, at this point in the, at the podcast. Should I, do you still have it? Yeah. Uh, oh, of course I have it. I save everything. I, 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 I am the center archivist. <laughs> you are. archivist. Archivist, archivist, archivist. I think archivist is right. Archivalist. I don't know. I, I have all of the archival footage. That's, that and is there you for there sure. You, there As I was go. able to quickly send Ben that photo of you from the nineties that I just have on my hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> He does save everything, so be careful. Oh, but well, I have to have the Photoshop compendium. I mean, of, of all of the people past and all of the former employees that have went on, I still save everything. And you uh, even have
1: all my Bitmojis. Uh, that
2: I do as well. I'm
1: going to be surprised where I find Bitmojis these days. <laughs> in my PowerPoint sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we we're, have... we're giving a professional uh, presentation to somebody, and all of a sudden there's me in a Bitmoji
2: got to keep it light and keep it humorous. Um, I like to say that that is an effective presentation technique yes. and uh, keeps it uh, keeps interesting awake. and also light and not too heavy-handed. Yes. The one in particular, this one right here that shows the menu is what I'll, I'll pop that one on there because I use that one all the well, time. Yeah, well,
1: you used one the other day with a not my jersey but uh, a hockey jersey.
2: That one I just pasted your Bitmoji on his head. Though, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. But it pretty good. Yes, and I needed a Dan one to really complete the thing because it's a human Dan in the graphic. Yes. and a and then a Bitmoji version of you. And I think it, the Bitmoji version of me looks better than me. So <laughs> it's uh, I mean, <laughs> I will I will go that far. It's, it's an interesting rendering, though. Know? It does, it does look like you. I would say it does much more so than mine I think I don't think mine looks like me very much yeah so now
1: I've got to change my phone and I'm thinking where did I get that bitmoji because
2: it, it is pretty so it's a memoji or an emoji and
1: I'm not sure where exactly. I got it from I don't think it was the Apple one that comes with the phone it was a different Well, you have to make it I did but I it, there was an app that
2: I used that I n- no longer can find so I think it's it, I, I mean so as we, discussed
1: so we even educated messages, apps on this so so, so I mean
2: I think it's one of these bad boys no down no no here, it's, not. Right? it's not one of those are you sure it's not no, absolutely positive it's not this thing right nope, here it's not one of these is mine that I have in here. Yeah, it was a It somewhere. was a different.
1: It was a different one.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't shows just really what out. I know. We uh, I mean, need this guy to <laughs> help us probably. You would know, you, you right? I trying mean, to do
1: it. <laughs> what happened to your tooth, there, buddy? <laughs> you lost oh, it.
2: Okay. Was it in a uh, hockey brawl? Yeah, Taekwondo. Some kid took them out. Was it really? No. No. Oh, okay. It was just natural progression as you as you get your adult choppers in. Cool. Do you have any final messages for the world of HVAC? Go HVAC. Go HVAC. HVAC
1: tactical. <laughs> Peace
2: out. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> the, uh, like the, the gritty.
1: The gritty. And where did you learn the gritty? One more time. T- one more time. Let's see the gritty one more time. And this is like a Fortnite sensation? Is that the deal? Is that after you like maneuver and take out some foes? Is that what happens? I guess so. I
2: may or may may not have recorded that, buddy. It may may (laughs)
1: come to haunt you someday, my man.